Righto, guys. So just a little public service announcement before we get started. Um, Steve-O's microphone for the first couple of minutes was set to our setting that we recorded our master's special in where we're all in the same room. So you may sound a little bit different for the first couple of minutes, but bear with it and we get back to the normal setting. But another Ripper episode coming up, so stay tuned for this one and make sure you're on the lookout for our next one, which is going to be our Tasmanian Out of Bounds special with myself and the one and only Double Par talking about Barn Bugle, our trip. Oh, it's going to be a Ripper. So sit back and enjoy the episode, guys. Guys, welcome to episode 42 of the Golf Days Australia podcast, sponsored by Cobra Puma Golf, Dint Putter, Session Set, Net Return Australia, broadcasting to all the good major podcasting services. Remember to smash that follow button and hit us up with a five-star review where it allows. Gents, how are we doing this evening, Nate? Good, mate. I'm good. I'm uh, ready to rip into this one. The exciting uh, <laughs> golf on the weekend. It was riveting. We had a playoff. <laughs> That's all that matters. Double par, how are you? I'm good, mate. Hey, look at look at Nate's armpits. He's got a bit of sweat happening there. What's going on, Nate? <laughs> a bit nervous, mate. We've got the sweaty pits. It's like Matty John show. Every time Matty John's lifts his arm up, he's got the sweat. Yeah. That's just that's what it is. It's the pressure. <laughs> the pressure. The pressure of this uh, A-grade podcast and the production that goes into it. We've been doing an hour worth of uh, pre-recording. It's really uh, quality again, boys, or not? Are you just yeah, trying to I'll sneak wait. in that you're in A grade? Hey, let's not go too early. That's in the run sheet. <laughs> but I, I might need some advice from you later, Nate. Right. Oh, love it. Love I'm it. Well, love Steve, it. I'm well, Steve. I'm well. Thanks for asking. Good, mate. Good. That's. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm absolutely glad to hear that. Um, but yes, uh, Nate, you mentioned we've got uh, we had a, a uh, playoff on the weekend. We did. We did the. Uh, what did we have? What was the what was the tawny call? Uh, it was the RSM Classic. Come on, mate! You're a dead set rookie. Do you remember who won? <laughs> it wasn't Kiz. It wasn't Kiz. It wasn't Kiz. Kiz. I wanted. I wanted Kiz uh, to win. Yes, unfortunately. So yeah, PGA Tour wrap up brought to you by Cobra Puma Golf. Now, Nate, just a quick one before we get into it. This is pretty cool. Yourself and DP are going to be giving the Cobra One Lengths a go. Pretty pumped for uh, for that. Give us a bit of a rundown. What's in the bag? We are. Thanks to uh, Cobra, uh, Cobra Puma. We uh, we finally we finally got our clubs. We had, we had a little bit of a uh, a delay. We were meant to get them before our big trip to Barn Bugle, but um, no free ads. But the delivery service was pretty poor, wasn't it, DP? It's not that not that if you say, "Fuck you, Star Trek." <laughs> <laughs> I think that was that was the uh, that was the key saying. But yeah, no, we've been um, pretty lucky enough to to get a few clubs sent out. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got driver driver to wedge, uh, brand new speed zone driver three wood. Uh, got the one length forge tech uh, irons uh, down to the uh, pitching wedge, and then um, three new mim uh, wedges. So yeah, looking forward to getting those. But the one length irons are going to be very interesting to to play with. So I'm going to um get the plastic off them tonight and get ripping into them and, and start to document that. Yeah. Nice. Be uh, good to see a bit of footage. Um, you, you went live last week um, doing a bit of simulator uh, simulation footage 
uh, to the group. And that was pretty cool to watch as well. Um, yeah. Into the uh, net return. So yeah, looking yep. forward to seeing if we get a bit of bit of footage of that and um, yeah, see how you crack on with them. You guys are going to tr- give them a, a a go for the next year. I, I hear. Well, I'm, I've committed to twelve months. DP, he doesn't know what he's doing. They've they've found oh. they've found all the leftover left-handed clubs that are in there. I think the shafts <laughs> the shafts are different shafts for one iron to another iron. So I think uh, I think they've just yeah you know left-handed clubs. They, they're going cheap anyway. So listen, listen. I want a big shout out to Mister Farley. Thank you for looking after me. But it does sound like I got a bit of a uh, bit of a mixed bag, and I think I upset him because I asked for a one-inch off. <laughs> I think he's he's been calling. I think he's been saying to Nate, you, you know, mate, or what's what's he been yeah, calling him? Your, your midget your friend, I think he's your midget yeah, dwarf friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, your midget friend. But um, look, I'm I'm really uh, I don't know if I really want to play him after. Can we talk about our round yet? When, when does that come up? When do we get to talk? No, about we'll get rounds? to that. We'll get to that. And, and of course, you're playing him, mate. You are playing. Mate. <laughs> no, mate, I am. I'm really I'm really looking forward to um getting them up here if if Star Trek can get their fucking act together because now we've tried to use them again to get them back. I meant to pick them up today and no show. Nah, mate, I don't know. I don't know if, hopefully they don't listen to the podcast. They might go missing, but I did put insurance on it, so it's all good. (laughs) But I'm I'm looking forward to getting them in me me hot little hands. Um, I've always been interested in the old one links. I think it's a lot of players out there have been always interested in it, but it's that commitment of, of, um, I guess pl- spending money and not knowing what the outcome is going to be. So I guess Nate and I can be your guinea pigs, and, and hopefully we'll um, yeah be able to tell you what, what the pros and cons are. Yeah, and the best thing journey. was that I was I guess I was fitted for the main clubs and and fitted for the specs. It's just uh, in the one length that we're going to try and 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 you know that based on that swing should be the same throughout all your irons kind of thing. So yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. And you know I think it's going to take a couple of months. I'm open to that. I know it's going to be a bit of a slog for the first couple of months, but uh, hopefully we'll see some results at the end. But we'll see how we go. Sounds good. All right. Well, let's get into the PGA. We had the RSM Classic, Sea Island, Georgia. Uh, another exciting finish, as you mentioned earlier, Nate, with a two-man playoff between Robert Streber and the Kiz, Kevin Kisner, uh, both of whom were previous winners of this tournament as well. Um, so Robert Streb eventually taking it out after the second playoff hole. Uh, he almost holed out from the left rough, uh, leaving a tap in birdie while Kiz missed the green and needed to chip in to keep the playoff going. Um, unfortunately, couldn't get that done, and he was in some, some really good form, Kiz, over the over the tournament. And you could see that he had the momentum coming into uh, well, coming into to eighteen, and uh, unfortunately, just couldn't go on with it. Um, he should have should have taken it out off the, on the first. Playoff hole, but um, yeah, unfortunately, couldn't take the bickies. But uh, give us a bit of a wrap up, Nate. Yeah, what did you think of it? Yeah, I mean, the, I, I kept track of it the first few days. It's always hard. I mean, don't forget we're coming off the back of the Masters, so there's always that you know that lull after a major. So it, it, you know, it only felt like the other day that we we're at DP's dungeon uh, filming or uh, we recording the last podcast. So. Um, you know, coming off the back of this, I, I kept track of what was going on. Streb kind of was taking out to a, a decent lead and there was a bit of wind the first few days and I knew there was going to be no wind in, in day four. And I think a few of the players realised that there was going to be no wind as well. So it was interesting. Uh, Tringali shot a really super low round today, 62. And he actually said that he knew there was going to be no wind, that he really had to shoot well, um, that he tried to birdie every single hole. He had a different mindset, have fun. So, you, you know... That, that made it a little bit exciting today. Kiz played super well, you know, shooting a 63 and, and, and 
grabbed those five shots. He was he started five shots down from Streb going into that round and um really, really got it back to to where he was competing. He was up he was up a shot basically and Streb's he's six iron into 17th was one of the most pure six irons you've ever seen. And he makes birdie there and he comes down equal leader down 18 and actually had a chance to, to take the win in, in regulation. So, um, and we love a playoff. DP was excited about the playoff. I was, I did streb though. It sounds like a bloody throat disease, doesn't it? <laughs> and, and every time I hear Kisner, it reminds me of that Kevin Costner for some reason. I don't know. But Trin- Tringali, that's a name, eh? Yeah, he's, you, a, see he's Landry, a you see Landry? Landry came home uh, firing today too at a, a six under, and, and he looked like he was going to be in the mix there for, for a minute. He looked like he had blue steel look on his face, but couldn't get the job done. Yeah, and that, and you know, that, um, that playoff down 18 and 18 is a, a tough hole as it is. There was a lot of players just missing putts on 18, um, you know, the, the entire tournament, I guess. So par is a good score there. And, you know, you're forcing someone, I guess, to make birdie or you're probably maybe thinking someone's going to make a bogey. And that first playoff hole, Streb puts it straight in the fairway bunker and Kiz absolutely smokes his drive and he's down on the flat. And you're thinking, well, Kiz is, is good here. Um, Streb lucky to get it to the front of the green and he's relying on an up and down and Kiz has got a good look at putt and Kiz, you know, he's one of the best putters out there. That's what he relies mm. on, his flat stick. He He's mentioned it many times that he's not a long hitter. He talks it, he writes himself off after tournament, after tournament because he's like, oh, I can't hit it that big. I can't hit it that big. That doesn't, that course doesn't work for me. Um, so you're thinking he's good here and Streb just makes a really, really solid pressure putt um, to take it into another hole and um, just his his approach shot in that second playoff hole was absolutely money. How that did not go in, I don't know. Yeah, I think I was saying to DP before we started recording, it looked as though it was going in for all money, but it just rolled over the edge of the cup. Like I'd say two-thirds, if not more, of the ball would have been hanging over the cup, but it didn't even lip. It just had a bit too much speed, obviously, and... Yeah, rolled past it, um, but did pull up inches after it and, uh, yeah, left him a tap in. Yeah, it was one of those weird situations as well because, you know, Kiz, Kiz hit a good drive but just ran out of fairway and it just snuck into the rough. If it got into the rough another four or five feet, he actually would have had a better lie. But because it only an inch into the rough, it sat right down. Um, you could see a lot of divots about five, six feet out, which were okay. Um, and he 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 overshot overshot the green, which is pretty easy out of that lie. And then he's made a chip that's kind of run off. And he, he, they still made him putt for par, even though Streb had his birdie putt. Because I mean, you've got to finish the hole. It's one of those situations where you'd nearly just say that's good in match play. That guy, that would be over. You'd just give him that putt. You'd concede the hole. You'd shake hands and you'd go. But they had to make kids make this putt, <laughs> and to rub salt into the wound, he just mm. drains the bomb. Um, to make an amazing par, but it meant nothing. Streb had a had a tap in, and he's a two time winner now in the PGA, and that's his second time to win the RSM. So that's you know one of those players that for his second time has won the same tournament. So yeah, I mean he played solid, and 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 good to see him get that second win. Do you reckon it's between the players as to whether Streb puts out first before Kiz is needing to put out? What do you think that the officials? Made kids party up first. Good question. Mm. I wonder if right. in that situation, like if it's just yeah, you know, say it was yeah you know, a couple a couple of boys that had just 
obviously know each other quite well. One of them just goes, like, just, do you want me to just put it out? Like, it was inches. It's a tap-in all day. Yeah. I guess what, what would happen, but if he tapped it and, and somehow got some crazy lip out and you're just like, oh, well, I shouldn't have rushed it. Like, I should have just waited for you to putt. So, because mm. I think we had that earlier this year or last year and we had that, why did he putt? Burger, I think Burger. it was Burger and Morikawa. Yeah, yeah, with that time, and he putted out when he shouldn't have, and every, you know. So, yeah, I think it's one of those interesting ones where I, I think it probably goes back to the etiquette of golf that you know the furthest person away putts out, even if it's in a playoff. Um, you, yeah. You're hoping he misses that, and he gives you a chance to two putt a three inch putt <laughs> to yeah. win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting though. Yeah, that that was an interesting one actually from Berger. Um, yeah, and I think we did have a good conversation about that one, whether he should have putted out or not. Um, but yeah, um, some, takes um, the bookies, Strebs. Some big names played this week. I was actually surprised going through the leaderboard. Um, good to see Camilla Viegas up there. Viegas, yeah, massive, massive for him. Like, obviously, very Huge. emotional and, and just you know, coming back and, and playing after everyone knows about it, losing his daughter earlier in the year from cancer. So, um, yeah, it, it's good to see him up there and 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 competing. Yep, and the yeah, top 10 so, for him, so that was good. Solid form. He posted the lowest 36-hole score of his career over the first two rounds uh, with a 64 and a 66, cutting just the one bogey. Um, Saturday, a little more difficult, shooting 70, but came off, came back on Sunday with another 66. Like I think he carted maybe five or six bogeys over the whole, um, the whole tournament. So, yeah, credit to him. Yeah, it's a difficult time to come back from, but... I think there was uh, there was a couple of articles and he'd, he'd had a talk to Jack um, who in a similar situation with his grandson, um, very young, um, passed away from drowning. But he just said, you know, I can either wallow in this and, and be a victim or come out stronger. Um, and that's what she would have wanted. So, um, yeah, credit to him. Um, what about a little, little tidbit uh, back on Kiz? They said that he... He won that event. So he won that event, I think, in 2015. He went back to the same set of irons that he won with in 2015, which I just thought was crazy. Like, he, he doesn't use those clubs anymore. He uses different clubs, but he went back to the clubs that he won in 2015 because he liked what they did around that course and he felt like it played, that he used them better in the wind and stuff. So I thought that was a pretty cool thing that they said today. And I was like, I wonder how many players change and go back to different clubs based on the course or good memories or, or whatever it may be. So, yeah, a little, little tidbit there for kids. That's CP, a, you're a bit distracted there. Steve-A's taking a fucking selfie. What are you yeah, <laughs> taking, taking a selfie. I have a spider literally behind me or in front of me on the wall and I'm dead set trying to crack it before it gets me. Yeah, get him. Get him, somewhere. Steve. Get him, get him, Steve. Get him, Steve. But it's doing his makeup or something. Go, yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> these um, these pros must have like a, a a shed full of clubs, right? Like, right. They must just just. I don't know. What, do you reckon they label them and go, "Oh, yep, that's won the tournament with that one and those that ones." And, Different yeah. people, though. I think we talked to Charms, um, and he was like, "I just, I just tossed a whole heap out," um, and it wasn't long before we'd actually chatted to him. Um, when he did that, he just threw all out the front for a council pickup, so to speak, whatever they call it over there in Dallas. But 
yeah, you just turfed the whole heap out. Didn't want them anymore. It's interesting because I remember, I think, I think it might have been Kevin Chappell. Someone was saying that they used the old Nike irons and you couldn't find them anymore. He couldn't get them. And he was going onto eBay wherever he could and buying sets so that he could have that iron and just make sure that he had plenty in the shed. Yeah. Yeah. Who was that? I remember that conversation. It was like so weird. Was it Nitties? It wasn't Nitties, maybe. I don't know. No. It was someone who it was. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I reckon, I reckon they do. There's some, there's some people that will just easily go to the next thing and whatever track man's kind of telling them and, and just move along. Um, where there's other ones that get a real, I guess, connection to their certain clubs and, and go back to certain clubs all of a sudden because they're trying to find something that they may have had when they were using those, those clubs. But um, yeah, it's what's, what's your take on tournaments like this where they play two courses? Because they play like they got the seaside I and the plantation course. What's, what's your take like on that? It. Nah, it's weird, eh? Not a fan. Not a fan. Like with all of them um, that they do, that I think Pebble Beach does it as well. Like they yep. just they play yep. another course, and I, I'm like I can't keep track of where they're up to. I just want them to play the same course. I think they do it over the New Zealand at Millbrook or wherever. Like it's just like. I don't get it. Like you could have different. I know the weather plays a part, anyways, and you can have early times and late times and that. But if you're playing a completely different course and the wind's completely different, like this, you could very easily get the really good side of the draw compared to the really shit side of the draw. Yeah, um, it's not like it's not like surfing where they they move locations because of the wave or weather or whatever. Like that. That's yeah. That's completely different. Um, everyone's be playing the same course under the same conditions. Well. Potentially, um, depending on if you got a morning start or afternoon start, but yeah, yeah. I honestly, I honestly lose enjoyment and excitement over over tournaments as soon as I see that they've got brackets because they're playing different courses. I'm just like, uh, whatever. <laughs> just it's mer- hard. It's hard to gauge, isn't it? Because you look at the leaderboard and go, "Oh, well, that yeah. course must be playing easy." Because out of the That's top right. fifteen. Ten yeah. of them are playing the plantation course. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't know why they do it. Just put another tournament on the other course. I don't know. But do they all play the same course on the same day, though, or do they split no, them different. on the same yeah. day? Split them. Split them. That's yeah. the thing. Half, half the field, half the field plays one course, and half the field plays the other, and then they swap over the next day. So, so what I don't do they do in a playoff situation where they both come in on nineteen under, but they've both played different courses? Well, <laughs> no, they only do? play they only play rounds one and two, one and two different, and then yeah, the and then and normally they'll the play same. three and four on the same course. So it's only yeah, the first two gotcha. days that yeah, they yeah. play. Sweet, yeah. Um, yeah. So do they, they? They mustn't change the pins then, do they? Good question. Yeah. That's a really good no, question no, no. because are you watching everyone else's putts? You got another night to sit on it, work out where the pins are. These are great questions that um, it shows how much we don't know golf when we can't answer them. <laughs> or, give a, or give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we need to write this stuff down so that when we talk to somebody that knows golf, we can ask them. <laughs> Um, DP, write it down in your spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I'll do it now. Okay. Can you hang Thanks. on? What um, what was with <laughs> what was with J Day and wearing uh wearing Agassi shirt? Rounds two and three, different colours. <laughs> I think it's all must have been all four rounds, was it? It's just a different colour. Oh, I don't know. 
Yeah, I was going to say he played, but the question I had is if he's got such a dodgy back, why is he backing up straight after the Masters? Wouldn't you think he would have taken the week off? He's yeah, probably maybe like he's feeling good. You, you, you get a bit rusty after uh, after having some time off. You want to keep <laughs> keep the body moving. Yeah, I, I think he's just probably trying to find something. He's probably probably identified that as a, a tournament that he likes, a location that he likes. Um, and that he might just like that course as well and, and be feeling good. So hopefully it's a good sign. I mean, if it's Tiger, it's different. But, God, J-Day is still pretty young. Mm. I, I think he might have been chasing FedEx points. Do we want to go into the FedEx update? Or? <laughs> can, can, I'm pretty excited because I think Streb jumps into the top 10. He does. Eight. I think he drops to eight. Yeah, I, I yeah. was excited about that. No one else changes from one to seven, I believe. Oh, it's hard to say. <laughs> How did you look? You've you've dead set that yo work, mate. <laughs> they showed you. it. I've they showed you. it at the end. So I, I like listening to the interviews of the players and stuff like that. So I listened to Streb's interview, and and then of course they jumped straight to the FedEx. So I had to have a little laugh because Streb jumped up one hundred and fifty eight places or something into the eight spots. <laughs> Where it pushed JT down one spot. Oh, JT's not going to sleep tonight, I tell you. <laughs> no, That's come good. on. Do we need to go to 125? Do you need to see who's been dropped in and out? Brenton Todd, he's 126. He'd be upset. Oh. <laughs> hey, but can I, let's be serious. 127 is Ricky Fowler, my mate. Oh, I hope he doesn't stay there. You reckon he'll win one this year? Course he will. Is that even a question? He's got more chance of winning one than speed. So let me give you the drop. Hundred <laughs> percent. What about Fenel? He wins one. Yeah. You're not talking majors, are you? No, no. I'm just, just talking tour victories. victories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah tour victories. They both got one. <laughs> right. Ricky. Ricky probably wins the players again. It's all good. Any other takeaways from the PGA? Um. Hey, third straight playoff at that event. It, it, RSM, it's becoming one of my favourites. I think the fourth in five years. So um, any day there's a playoff, I'm, I'm happy with that. But my takeaway, like I said at start, was that interview with Tringali. Just him pretending he was in last place, tried to birdie every hole, different mindset, have fun, try to enjoy himself. I, it was really interesting to hear, and I just thought, I want us all, if you're listening to this, this weekend, I want you to go in with that mindset to your golf game and let us know how it goes. I want you to try and birdie every hole, DP. That's your that's your job this weekend. Go in and try and birdie every hole and let's see what you shoot. So you know what I do try and do every hole? Birdie it. Par it. No, I'm taking <laughs> pars. I'm taking pars for days. And actually, there was a time in my life where I'd take a bogey. <laughs> I was playing bogey golf. Bogey golf's fine. That's- Still we play it. more bogey golf than we do par golf. Or birdie golf, for that matter. <laughs> this, is, this isn't true. <laughs> this is so true. I don't mind that, though. That's a good good mindset to go into. Uh, so, yeah, might throw that into into the game for the weekend. Hey, question, um, question, question without notice. Kevin Stadler got DQ'd. Do we know why? Ooh. Kevin Stadler, DQ'd. Yeah. You should have the answer for this before you ask <laughs> these questions. DP's good for a curveball. Are you Googling it or am I Googling it? Yeah, no, no. Well, look, I've, I pulled up a, an article here and it says um, RSM Classic. 
Kevin Stadler has brutal day with 83 DQ. Yeah, he had an 83. That's correct. 45 on the back. No double pars. His round started in good fashion. He parred the first four holes of the day. He bogeyed the fifth. Correct. Then had a par on the sixth. Yep, bogeyed uh, the Before another bogey, dropped him to two over par. He would par number eight and number nine to finish with a two over par 38. Then came the backside where the wheels came completely (laughs) off. He completely butchered the back nine. It started with a bogey on 10. Followed with a bogey on 11. At that point, he seemed to see the writing was on the wall that he would not be around for the weekend. He double bogeyed par four to 12. He bogeyed the 13th. Then he double bogeyed the 14th. He then bogeyed 15, six straight holes. Uh, the streak finally came to the end on the par three, 16th, where he recorded a par. But it didn't last as he bogeyed 17th to drop to 11 over. He did par the 18th, but it was 11 over. After the round, Stadler signed an incorrect scorecard, which disqualified him from RSM Classic just to move a to a brutal day. What's got me? If that's my scorecard, it goes, you know, 5 or 2, 4 or 2, <laughs> 6 or 1, 5 or 2. <laughs> Stadler's just gone boom, boom, boom. Fuck yeah. that. You're, that's Fuck a 37-38 point Stableford round for you. <laughs> Pretty close. 100% <laughs> it is. Yeah. I love it. 100%. Poor old Stadler's just cop the wobblies and signed the wrong card. What a legend. <laughs> yeah, that was my takeaway, Steve, in case you were asking. Stadler. That's gold. Yeah, that article was written beautifully. I love it. Um, yeah. All right. How about we uh, head to Around the Grounds, brought to you by Session Set. Nate, are you, are you on the Session Set? Just tonight? quietly. BP reminds me a bit of Kevin Stadler. Just quietly, if you if you, if you just want to Google image Kevin Stadler, uh, I think we're there's going to be a bit of a do- doppelganger there. Just you're, you're under something. The Walrus, I think they're calling that. They? <laughs> 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 yeah, no, nah. no, the Walrus is the other guy. That's his dad. I don't know. I don't know. But um, if you ever want to, there's a there's a, a line in a hilltop hood song called "Hung Like a Walrus." I'm like, why would you want to be hung like a walrus? But if you go and Google it, walruses' uh, penises, as opposed to their body mass, is like well out of proportion. Like they're hung really, like better to be hung like a walrus than an elephant, apparently. Just for the record. <laughs> is that what why they call Craig like the walrus? I, it's hard to say. Hard to say, really. What about ducks, DP? Don't get me started if you want to go down the old duck <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's move on, yeah. So let's get to Around the Grounds, brought to you by Session Set. Uh, I'm, I'm having another um, IPA tonight, uh, enjoying that one. Nate, are you on the Session yeah, Set mate, for you? Mate, I, I came back to the best present this week. So but probably the best present out of them all was a fresh case from Session Set. So I've got the Capital Brewing, uh, the Springboard, um, and it is delicious. So I'm, I'm smashing that down. And I've had a couple of mates actually just message me this week asking for the code and, and asking for how to get their their case and that as well. So, um, you know, Christmas is coming. It's a great present. GDA beer is the discount code. So you've got two options. You can go the subscription option uh, where you can get $20 off your first case. And it's a, um, you know, a, a, a monthly subscription that you can cancel anytime. Um, so you get a case of beer, 16 beers, uh, four four packs in there. Uh, you can do it that way or you can do it the other way, which has got a 16 pack, which is in pairs. So you can get eight pairs 
and you get $10 off that one GDA beer. And, and that's a good one. My, one of my mates is going to do that one because he wants to test it out first and, and grab a case. And I've had my sister also want to get the code because she's going to get it for her boyfriend, for her husband, sorry, for uh, Christmas. So awesome options there. But sessionset.com, jump on their GDA beer or GDA cider if you want the cider or ginger beer case as well. So there's options there, but they are delicious. Yeah, get into it. GDA beer or GDA cider. So around the grounds, Nate, uh, give us a bit of a wrap as he chugs I'm down. Red wine today. I'm, having a, I'm having a red wine, if anyone cares. <laughs> no Nate, one cares. I don't. Don't be upset. I'm telling you this, right? Like I've been drinking these uh, craft beers now and I'm starting to really get the hang of them. And I just went camping uh, with a couple of families and I was kind of, I didn't get my case of beer down there. So we had to, we had to buy some beers and some of the boys had their own, you know, cases and, you know, the standard kind of uh, drinks. And it just, it wasn't the same, just drinking, you know, beers that are watered down and kind of, you know, that commercially produced, mass produced. It was, I missed my craft beer, so I'm, I'm happy to be back to them. But let's get back to around the grounds. Huge, huge week for Steffi K. Uh, Kirikau. Steph Kirikau is just becoming a name that we are hearing all the time. I feel like I'm repeating myself every week about Steph. Um, she shot a 63 in her last round at the Saudi Ladies um, Team International. Mate. Mate. Saudi. Kirikau? No. Kirikau. Okay. You want to produce <laughs> a, a pronounce her name wrong? That's that's on you. But Steffi K. Steffi Kirikau. We're going to get on the show and have a chat to her at some stage, I'm sure. But she uh, she came runners up over there, shot her, I think her best round that she shot a 63. She eagled, eagled the last hole, I believe, with a nice little chip in um, and lost by two shots to Emily Pedersen there. But, yeah, just... Great, great, um, you know, finish for her and um, just yeah, looking forward to what she's going to do in the future. Um, that, that was the Ladies European Tour, PGA Tour. Obviously, we had J-Day with a T12, Matt Jones, T44, uh, Aaron Badley, T57. I absolutely put the mocker on Cameron Davis the first time I picked him in my tipping um, ever and he missed the cut. Uh, Cameron Percy missed the cut and so did Reen Gibson. Uh, the LPGA Tour, the Pelican Women's Championship, won by Say Young Kim uh, by three shots, but Minji Lee are tied 15th, Hannah Green tied 46th, Suo tied 46th, and Sarah Jane Smith tied 53. Um, Catherine Kirk, Gabby Ruffles, and Kari Webb missed the cut. So um, that was that. And then the European Tour, we only had one starter for the Aussies, Mr. Scotty Hend. Um, but he missed, Hendy missed the cut, DP. I oh, know, I've been following Hendy on the old socials. Poor bloke. Love him still. He hasn't said his um, though. I've still got this ball for him. Oh, yeah, he's still got to send that ball to him, right? Yeah. But, yeah, the Joburg, that was the Joburg. <laughs> yeah, he's still got to pay for postage. See, that's his, yeah. Wait until he gets back home, mate. I will. I'll hand deliver it like I did. Me, I gave me first, me second oh. ball out, Steve-O. This is me second. Send it through Star Trek. Fuck Star Trek. <laughs> Um, so that was the Joburg Open um, over there in South Africa, uh, won by Hansen, Joachim Hansen, um, the Dane. So 19 under he shot. And and one of the things that I took away, I, I watched this today, I watched the back nine today, and it was some really good golf in there as well. Um, but at the end, they do his interview and then they're like, we've got a bit of a surprise for you. 
we take it, they take him up to the booth and there they are. They've got his wife and his two kids. He's got a, a, a daughter that was just born not long ago, a newborn, and just a real special moment to see. He was emotional. He started, you know, crying, got very emotional. She was emotional on there as well. And it's one of those things that um, it really sucks not having families and fans there. And that's one of those things that I guess have been taken away. These guys work so hard. These guys and girls work so hard. And we've seen it so many times through COVID where they just can't have their family embrace them after they've finally got that victory. And, you know, it's really cool to see those Zoom moments and see them do it virtually. But I just can't wait till fans get back just so that one of those best things about it is the, the family and, and friends can celebrate with them at the time. I think that these guys just so deserve that moment and it's kind of getting taken away from them. But that is our around the grounds. I like that. It was a bit like the, um, uh, the interview with DJ after getting his jacket. You could see he was clearly um, emotional and yeah, lost for words. Uh, that was a great little interview. It was very short, but yeah, he was totally lost for words. You, see, you could see it was it meant more to him than uh, than becoming world number one. So yeah, uh, love to see yeah. that sort of emotion. At least he had Paulina there to jump on him. Yep, yeah, she could embrace him. All her right, dad was hand, her dad was handy with a puck. The old uh, Paulina. Yeah, bit of a mentor apparently, uh, Wayne to to DJ. In what way? In his yeah, mental yeah. capacity in, in the game. Uh, okay. Yeah, professional mental capacity. Yeah, a bit of a mentor for him. He's good mates with Tiger as well. I think Tiger was pretty what? excited to give DJ the jacket because uh, Tiger and Wayne were good friends. Yeah, okay. Tidbit. You could see Tiger was wincing in uh, in, in the butler's cabin. Could have made that up. He, <laughs> he um, Yeah, he, he was in pain. You could see. Tiger, putting that jacket on, um, on the DJ. But uh, let's move into GDA group highlights. Tipping sponsored by Birds of Condor. Darren Tate take back, uh, takes back the tipping crown in his house, winning this week's tipping with a score of 55 under. Uh, so well done there, taking the crown back off the wife, Sue. Um, and in the GDA tour sponsored by the Golf Factory, no one picks Streb, surprise, surprise. However, John Marocha um, picks up the box of Pro V1s after picking Harris English and being the highest on the GDA Tour ladder. Um, Harris scored 16 under, so it was the next highest up there. So he takes home the uh, box of pills. Uh, DP, you still haven't taken uh, taken a sleeve of those out, have you, and, and replaced them with pinnacles? No. Nope. That box will be right to get I, across them. Um, yeah, sweet. I've got a new trick I can do with Titleist Pro V1s. Send them via so, Star Trek? I turned 12 of them into bloody 12 pieces of shit from Barnboogle. But anyway, <laughs> that, that, that was in the first seven holes. <laughs> this idiot. Nate, 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 shush. Okay, go. All right. You can talk. Look, I can't give it all away. We're going we're gonna to do a Tassie. We'll do a Tassie special on the next episode and I can you save call, all my... You call me all your ammunition. that. Can I just say that I've just I found out that DP is not as funny as everyone thinks he is. Oh, oh. hey, Steve, Steve, this is Cracker. I upset him. No, 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 whoa! But I upset him. <laughs> <laughs> Made him not talk to me for three hours. I know he's kryptonite now. 
<laughs> oh, the perfect odd couple, you two. Uh, that would have been uh, would have been good times being on the sidelines for that trip. But uh, <laughs> yeah, couldn't make hey, it big, down there. Hey, big big shout out to Birds of Condor though. Wore their uh, hat while I was down in the old Apple Isle. My nice. uh, number four that I have. Cracking that too, just quietly. Yeah. yeah. Do, and, I think uh, I've got a photo of you drooling in it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, mate. Any so uh, any posts of the week, gents? There's a few posts of the week. We had a bit of activity in the old uh, GDA advice and discussion group. It was pretty good. Bit of banter. Um, didn't really touch on it with our Masters update. So there's quite a few posts in there about um, Bryson copping it, which was really good. Paige Speranic got a uh, – someone put the article up there. I think it was Chris mate, uh, Nate's mate, Chris Tue. That's how you pronounce it, the – the troll he put something up there which is good um but mate I, i'm gonna put the one up that's only come up just before we've gone live what are you laughing at nate he's a troll um <laughs> he doesn't he dead said doesn't listen to the podcasts if he did he would have said something about that, so don't worry about it he's not one of the 180 i'm tagging <laughs> him in the post where we announced this week's episode <laughs> oh, no. but um the one i wanted to put up Special me. I can't even pronounce his name. Dylan Butler put this up 49 minutes ago, so I'm going to run with it. And it's the picture of the great white on the beach with his, his slug just free swinging in his boardies. How good's that? And he's, he's what he club. said. He said, no wonder he was so good. Bloke was carrying a 15th club his whole career. <laughs> now, look, that's impressive, right? And his, his puppy, his puppo there looks like he's about to have a chomp on the bone. But old Nate's come out with a... His screensaver of his phone was the great white in the full nude with his with his driver in hand. So what's that about, mate? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the screensaver. But I, now looking at that photo of him on the beach, I don't know. They've had to use some heavy-duty duct tape or something for that photo. CGI. I'll hide <laughs> that away. <laughs> Must have. But the, I'll tell you what, the shark, he's always he's always been all about the body as a temple. He is always a good looking bloke, I tell you. He's, yeah, really he's ripped for that age. He's yep. doing all right. Yeah. No, that's my post of the week, Steve. Close to, nice second one. to DP. <laughs> Dylan, oh, Dylan Butler, big shit. Big shout out, Dylan. Well done, mate. Nate, what about you, mate? Mate, I'm going to be a bit selfish here. Uh, I spoke about Tassie just before and massive shout out to Jai. Jai is going to be frothing on this episode and he's going to be frothing on the next episode as well when we, uh, DP and I, are going to break down our trip to Tassie for everybody at home and we're also um, yeah, going to talk about what we saw, how we got over there, everything to do with Tassie. But I threw up a, uh, a drone shot I I got up early morning there, our second day, our last day there at uh, the Lost Farm where we were staying and, and threw the drone literally out of the window, didn't I, DP? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had to disarm all this bullshit because he actually landed, like, he took it off in the in the lounge room in the, and it's beep, beep, beep. I flew, beep, it. I flew saying, it from my bed yeah, um, yeah. out the balcony window, out the balcony door out over the Bass Strait and uh, it was sun, sunrise. The, the the sprinklers are gone. It's just a special place down there. So I threw that post up and uh, just showed everyone what they need to get down to Tasmania at some stage and see. And, um, yeah, I guess that brings us into, you know, talking about 
the the next episode, the next podcast episode, we're going to, DP and I are going to break down that trip, but just a special place down there and massive shout out to Jai for being our, our third wheel and, and thank God he came because DP and I would probably never be talking again if Jai wasn't there with us. <laughs> how much Mediator. time we, how much time we dedicate to Raffo on this podcast next week? Because I notice you've kept all of that footage under wraps. Well, how much time are we going to dedicate to you throwing your putter? Oh, just leave oh, there's, there's a good, there's a good 20, 10, 20 minutes in that. <laughs> you got to build that up. I'm, oh. I'm hanging to hear this. This, this, this should be fun to listen to. There are some highlights, <laughs> and see, we'll, we'll we'll go through it in audio as well. But uh, the videos that we got, we got plenty of footage, and we're going to put that vlog together as well. And uh, that's just going to add to it. I think that's going to be a, a special thing for people to see down there, to see what the course is like, but also to see our rubbish golf because. There was some other stuff. Can I give a spoiler? No yeah. spoilers, no. I just want to go. Come on, it's my turn to talk. I got the talking stick. No, no, no. The spoiler is um, the Fuck. first hole. Fuck. Don't say it. <laughs> Don't say it. We were talking about if we, we were having bets beforehand as well of like what are the overs and unders of double pars over that round. Fuck. And let's just say that DP took out a double par on the very first opening hole of our tour. True fashion. DP lost three balls on the first hole. Three balls on the first hole. No word of a lie. And you still came (laughs) in with a double par. Jeez, that's a good effort. (laughs) No, no, no. no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) He may not have finished the first hole. (laughs) No, I did, and you've got footage. You've got footage of me because that was our rule. You did not finish the first hole. You hit it over the green and you just left it there. It said, snakes, not going there. Let's move on. I'm going to go back to the tape on that one. Just looking at it. It's a a, a 476-meter monster, Steve-O, this thing, right? Um, Into a 50-kilometer-an-hour fucking wind. (laughs) And you know I'm not a long hitter. I'm dead sitting a long hitter. Yeah. Where'd where'd your drive go? Had the hooks on, I don't know, in the scrub, Nate. In the scrub somewhere. <laughs> scrub. And poor old, poor um, old Jai. Jai's going, don't go in there, there's snakes, eh? Don't go in there, there's snakes. So I didn't go in there. I was smart. Cost yeah. me three. So three there's, there's, there's a lot to break ones. down. There's a lot to break down. Uh, club throwing. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> DP coming back with more balls than he went over with. Yep. I did still cheapskate. <laughs> but not one of them um, was Pro V one. <laughs> That's no. what I'm saying. I've got a bag. Hundred pinnacles. A bag full of shit. But um plenty of pinnacles yeah. for you to sign though. Look, DP, mate, you I had just... some good notes. Read read your notes out for just what can people expect of us um Righto, hang on. We've this got to give him a taster. A taster. Okay. Um I adore you. No, wrong. Wrong notes. <laughs> yeah. uh, here we go. Ten things I love about Nate. <laughs> Nate's a sook. This is, these are my dot points, Steve. You know I love a dot point. <laughs> Nate's a sook. He got burnt. What's worse, losing a ball or topping a ball after a great drive? Roscoe. I'll tell you about Roscoe. Fuck. Um, fuck the wind. That was another one. Espresso martinis. Oh, Nate laughed at me about espresso martinis, but fuck, I think I've converted him. Um Oh, what else? Cobra fiasco with clubs. Uh, what type of grass? I did my homework on what type of grass it was too, Nate. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. 
fescue. Um, <laughs> long walks on the beach. <laughs> long walks on the beach. <laughs> uh, spin golf, Jai. And look, big shout out to Jai and Nina, his lovely wife. Well, I don't know how they married. I don't know. But she was lovely as well. Um, yeah, they were actually um, really awesome. And I think if they hadn't have been there on the, the first night when we had dinner, um, yeah, Nate and I wouldn't have been talking. He would have been looking for another room. <laughs> he dead set would have been looking for another room, Steve. <laughs> the Did you snores. go head to toe? He Did you share a bed? Like... Go head to toe, boys. No. Yeah, there was two beds. One one was sleeping bed. One was activity bed. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you about activity bed, Steve. If you come next time, <laughs> oh, it looks go. like a golf ball, but it's rubber, and you put it in your mouth. It's all right. <laughs> How yeah, good's that? Let's go. Let's do what's the next on the run sheet? We're ruining yeah. this week's podcast. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, all good. Um, so, yeah, shout out or post Big of the shout week. Out. Shout out to, uh, well, I'll do, the, do this oh. one first. I'll get to that one in a second. But, yeah, also okay. shout out to uh, our member Mark Hale for taking out the Mudgy Club Championship with a total score of 15 under over four rounds. Runner up was Andrew Best with. 10 under, um, and, and thanks to Matt Stanley for throwing up that post as well. So, yeah, big congrats to Mark Hale for, uh, for taking out the club championships out at Mudgee. I was out there uh, oh, oh, weekend before last, didn't have the uh, greatest trip out there, but I should have uh, should have shouted out to you and said we go for a beer, but uh, maybe next time, mate. Uh, but, yeah, congratulations. Well done. And brrr, drum roll, it's the king. It's Matt Bailey's birthday today. Uh, happy birthday happy to birthday you, mate! Hope to, to hope you've had a cracker, and hope the uh, hope the fans happy you rotten. birthday <laughs> to you, to the king. There wouldn't be a, there wouldn't be a cake big enough for me to jump out of there. <laughs> It'd need to be five foot round. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. that one. Uh, all right, so now maybe getting into our own games presented by Dint Putters. So uh, we have a, a deal for our listeners that we've mentioned a couple of times now, and it's also up on the uh, Golf Days Australia Advice and Discussion Group. But heading into Christmas, you can get a massive fifty bucks off a limited edition Phoenix putter, usually three forty nine. But for GDA members only, you can pick up one of these Australian designed and made putters for just two ninety nine. Use the code no more three putts, all one word, and you can get your hands on one. Be quick though, there aren't too many left. So that deal is running to the end of this month too. So there's only a week left from today as we're talking on Monday the 23rd. So it finishes at the end of this month. So get your hands on one, or if your old man needs a new putter, um, jump in there and grab him one for, for Christmas as well. So um, get on board with it. I've always been uh, very particular with my putters and, and very um, very comfortable with the one I've got. But I did uh, did have a crack of uh, the dint that is in Steve's bag at Kawinda the other day and drained the one and only one I did. And it felt great off the putter head. So I, I, I like the look of it. I think I might be asking the miso to get me one for Christmas. Yep, get onto it, guys. Use the code no more three putts at uh, dintputters.com.au and get your hands on one before Christmas. Uh, but our own games. How did you boys crack on on the weekend? DP, I, I saw a few uh, a few updates in the in the group chat. What happened for you, mate? Oh, let's let's not 
start with me. Let's go with Nate because he was out camping. He didn't get a game in the poor bastard. No, well, the, like, well, we still haven't spoken about our round at Coinda since the Masters. We recorded that episode in the morning. I believe uh, we ended up with all square, was it, DP? Steve and I. We were we were all square at the end of uh, end of the day. So um, Josh and I. Um, so Josh, mate of mine, came out and joined us as our fourth, and we still need to get into the four play um, simulation and yeah, play off for uh, for this victory. Yes, we do. Uh, you do. You need to. You the <laughs> captains and Steve and I. Uh, did we wait? We had the lead. We gave the lead up, didn't we? We did give the lead up. Unfortunately, so, we we started strong, and uh, and then the the boys yeah hit some straps and got back let's into just it. Say, let's just say we never had the lead. We we never went up. You guys were one up, two up, three up, two up, three up, two up, three up, and we came home. We clawed it back. And we I were one we up were... with two holes to go, and Josh has nearly holed out on 17. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a cracker. And yeah. then 18, after I did nothing for 16 holes, basically, I decided to square 18. Yeah, I hit it in the piss, so it was it was your hole. <laughs> I hit it in the piss on the You hit it the in the piss, then you hit it over the maintenance shed. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot the second shot. I tried to, I tried to uh, wipe that from memory. Um, I'm pretty sure that was over your head as well. It was. That's why I didn't know where. We were. Yeah, I didn't know the maintenance shed was there. Yeah, it was that's gone. Cool. So See, yeah, lost lost a uh, yellow Pro V into the into the water, and then a uh, and then a bridge stone uh, over the maintenance shed out. Yeah, it was funny out there at Quinda. It's a it's a ripping track, but um, it was hot. Oh, it, it was, was hot. hot. Thank God we had carts. Yeah. yeah. And they did nothing. You did nothing all day to that last hole and you decided to play match play with me down 18. Yeah. Yeah. And we squared it. Yeah, match match play specialist. Yeah. So and DP, what'd you have? 50 points? What was this? 39 you went back points. To Quinder and had another another crack. 39 points. 39 points on Saturday. Uh second in B grade. So very happy with that. And shaved shaved one point one, I think, off my handicap. So now nice. into A grade. Nate, I need some advice. What do I? And I've I've got four rounds before my flag comes off, so I've like got almost. I reckon I could if I don't play for a week, I might be able to stay in A grade for the rest of the year. Well, see, the thing <laughs> is now that you you unlock the A grade cheat code, which means that you actually can hit trees, <laughs> and sometimes, like most times, it'll bounce into the middle of the fairway. Yeah, yeah, wow, man. nice. Yeah, A grade bounces. Yeah. So that's yeah. you. You're about to see the glitch that is A grade. But there's something in that. I just I feel like whenever I go away on a golf trip and I play courses that can be tough that I don't know, resort course, whatever else, I come back to my home course and I nine times out of ten have a cracking round coming back to where I kind of feel comfortable with. Do you think? Playing down at Tassie had any influence on you coming back to Coinda and having an okay round? Nah, because my confidence was low. Like <laughs> you saw how I hit him in, in Tassie. I was dead set. Like the first tee, I, I hit a block, but it stayed in, thank God. But all that was going on in my head was I can't hit a fairway. <laughs> and the fairways at Coinda are heaps narrower than. I was going to say the fairways are a third of the size. <laughs> So I was just like I was I was panicking. I I, I didn't know what to do. But, but um, you knew those greens. I knew. Yeah, I was rolling rolling heaps better, and that's why I think 
you've touched on it. I may have thrown the putter in, in Tassie, but um, yeah, I putted really well. So a couple of birdies, two birdies for the uh, Luke the Duck fun. So that's ticking nice. over. You know, the worst thing you did about this club throw as well, Steve, and, and you're a big advocate of if you're going to throw a club, you throw it where you're going. This dickhead yeah. throws it sideways backwards towards the tee box. <laughs> so I, being the nice guy I am, I ran out there, picked up his putter and brought it back to him so he didn't have to get extra steps on his step count. <laughs> I feel ripped off, Steve, on the step counter meter, right? So at the end of the day, Nate goes, oh, fuck, I've, I've walked 20,000 steps. So I put my steppy thing up. I got seventeen and a half thousand. I'm like, that's shorter. I should have stepped heaps more than you, Nate. What's going on? I don't know what's happened. He's, he cheats, or maybe he was in the bathroom at halfway. Doing a few all the balls steps. you left, all the balls <laughs> yeah. you left out there. You weren't chasing after him left, right. You were, you exactly. were just the going Irish drop. The, the Irish drop saved you a number of steps. <laughs> I reckon Nate's Nate's getting these figures up. Yes, keep moving. Anyway, <laughs> Steve, you had a hit. Oh, I did yeah, have a hit. Um, yeah, so uh, the King and I went out again uh, Saturday morning at my local and uh, picked up another target score win as well, so coming in with 39 points just like yourself, DP. So I've gone back-to-back 11 over off the stick um, round after round. So pretty happy with that. And I've dropped another 0.9 off my handicaps So now sitting at 13.2 and um, pushing for... Um, pushing for the 12s, which was my goal for this year. So I've got four flag rounds in a row coming up, though. So I've got to keep going on that uh, on that trend. But if I do, then yeah, I'll uh, I'll be hitting in the 12s. Looking forward to that. Hopefully, love it. Nice. And that's that's one of our uh, predictions that'll come in. How's Bailey's prediction that he was going to catch my any game? How's that going? Yeah, it's not. Uh, but I think I called it. Um, he's worst trending bet in the world. Yeah, yeah. As his solicitor, yeah. Um, yes, he's trending, but he just doesn't have enough golf between now and uh, December thirty first to to really give it a crack. Uh, but he is trending. He's given it a go. He had thirty five points, so um, handy. Um, and I think he does have a few flagged rounds to to kick off as well. So um, yeah. He's hoping so, that. So we're talking about it before, way. Nate. I reckon that's my best round, like stroke, because I putted everything out. I didn't have any wipes, right? So I had 80, 83 off the stick. And I was thinking to myself, because you freaking planted this bloody seed, you dickhead. Is that the <laughs> best round I'm ever going to hit? <laughs> and I know it's not, because I lipped out a couple of times and I took a couple of drops and stuff. But and now you've got to play. And I'd forgotten me bloody golf surprise score too. And I would have won another 50 bucks, I reckon, for sure. Yeah. 39. So on, on that note, though, I came in with 39 points and that was good enough for 20th in the club comp. So I get a ball. <laughs> Three but bucks. I then get 40 bucks from golf surprise comp. So I've gone back-to-back golf surprise scores as well, or target scores, um, back-to-back. So I've got an extra 65 bucks for the $10 I've, I've outlaid for, for the last two. Um, and, uh, yeah, have some money in the in the kitty at the club as well. So... I, I made use of it on the weekend after the round, so I bought bought myself a new towel that's you know got my club's logo on it, and I bought a new pair of shorts. So using the money wisely through the club and pumping some money back through them. So yeah, good effort for uh, for Tiger. Did I see there was a new? Is there a new golf surprise comp promo? I know there is. There is. We uh, aren't officially sponsored by them for the potty, but um, I think they had a new one where it was just was it 
five rounds instead of ten? Or yeah, I think they threw the an extra one, one in, didn't they? And... Yeah, yeah, they did. Oh, Should... let me um, let me go and locate that one and uh, and I'll bring it up um, in a little bit. But uh, yeah, thanks yeah. to the guys there, they do a great great job. It's basically yeah, five bucks a round, um, and you get a random score to get or beat, and a random prize money amount as well. And and some of the scores can be as low as um 34 points 34 um, yeah. or as high as sort of 42 maybe um and i've had uh what, 39 two goes in a row and i've hit both of those um so you know playing some decent golf which i'm happy with um to get those you gotta you gotta hit some decent golf sometimes um but yeah i've seen a few other guys rack up some wins getting 35 points 36 points so um yeah it's a it's a good go um get onto it and i'll uh i'll dig out the the latest promo uh from the gents as well um, yeah no dramas good job hey Steve i've got though. a um got a hypothetical oh here we go well just a question i, I saw it was a post i probably should have used it as a post of the week but someone someone just put out there like said i wish i had a caddy to put, like to help me play golf and to make sure that I don't have bad thoughts in my head and and not be the you know the caddy in your head that gets you know voices in your head as I found out that double par is one of those voices that can get in your head quite easy. Um, now, if you had a, a caddy full time, even in just your club comps, I know it'd be the you can't do it. You'd be laughed off the course if you had a caddy at your amateur Saturday comp, but. How many shots better do you think you'd play if you had a regular caddy? None. Do you think you'd play better? No. Why or why not? Because I think I know my game pretty well. Like, what would they tell yeah. you? Especially around your own it's, course. Listen to this A-grader. He, get, he gets a, he gets yeah, a peak in the A-grade. I mean, I'm in A-grade now. Nobody knows A-grade. my game better than I do. <laughs> Mate, what's the rule? How many how many times am I allowed to say I'm in A grade a day? Uh, twice, twice an episode. Twice an episode. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think they'd add any value to my game. I'm a chopper, and what are they going to say? Oh no, you mate, you should definitely be hitting fucking five iron. I'm like, oh, I know I should be, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna hit six iron and try and. Sit, so I guess that's it. what like... it comes down to, yeah. Like <laughs> if, you, if you're comfortable enough to accept advice of somebody that you think is giving you good advice there's too many yeah. variables for a chopper like us like if, if your numbers were on the number all the time and they might be able to calm you down and say hey is that really the play like take yeah but don't you think that's it if, if if you're trying to take one on in two and they're like well let's just have a look here the wind is pretty heavy into us off the left this is going to hurt your ball you bail out right there's a bunker there but blah, blah, blah. like they talk you through it and you go oh yeah maybe i don't do that yeah, where's or the most appropriate miss or, um, yeah, reading a putt, yeah. I wouldn't mind the reading the putt part. I'm not a risk taker. I don't go for anything in two. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Par <laughs> fours? I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> even then I lay up. <laughs> it's like... It's because you chunk I mean, a friggin' nine iron. <laughs> you've seen it. You've dead seen it first hand. So, I, I don't know. I could see A grade, like proper... Scratch markers and that sometimes they need someone to get in their head and ch- calm them down and challenge them, but not me. You know, you know where it would help, DP. Fuck you, I'll be club throw. If they said no, no, don't no, throw no, that no. way, yeah, 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 because they can they can pick it up for you. But 
that leads into it. It's the fact that to me, the best thing would be somebody else just pushing my clubs and me just getting to walk without pushing and them just holding you, you know, just giving you the putter as you walk up to the green, cleaning the clubs, getting them ready. I'd love it. I think it'd be I'd just great. I, I got to, to taste it in Cambodia and it was brilliant. Yeah, I'd have to get used to that. I keep my clubs in a particular pocket and I think my brother caddied for me in the night in the night golf um, uh, match play <laughs> tournament. And he's German. I mean, different like three irons like, in one hole. I'm and like, just to... all right, just, just drag the bag. I'll take the clubs out that I want <laughs> and put them back. Yeah, yeah. look, I, I, that's the difference between a caddy and a slave, Nate. I'm all calm down for a slave to carry me shit around. <laughs> <laughs> Because in Thailand, like, I've been fortunate to play a week in Thailand. We had caddies, and they're fantastic. They read the putts, and they stand over, stand with you and an umbrella under your head, and that's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, interesting oh, one. Home, like you, it has to be your home course. It wouldn't be a case of going to play comp somewhere else. A caddy at your home course would it improve your game? How many shots? Yeah, I think it would improve my nah. game by three shots. Yeah, I'm going with two to three. Reading putts is probably the most most appropriate, I think. Um, and just that bounce off um, the, the guy that reads the wind and um, what it's going to do to your shot, the most appropriate misses as opposed to, say, you know, overshooting the green and it's a, a raised up green at the back, but love it. Someone there. just to club you. Someone just to club me, okay? Like sometimes I'll get over my head and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I once hit this seven iron 180 metres, so this 180 metre par three, I should be hitting seven iron. I need someone to go, look, jerk, you're not going to get down the shit thin <laughs> one. Have this. So let's spin this question do you reckon you'd be a good caddy? Because I reckon I'd be a good caddy. I reckon. I would love to be a caddy. It's my yeah. fantasy. <laughs> you dream that, about it. That's creepy as fuck, mate. <laughs> oh, no, I'd, seriously, I'd, 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 I'd love to be a caddy. I did it for a mate, Mitchell Brown, when he came and played out here at the Leighton Open, and I couldn't because I just had knee surgery and went around with him. And I just, uh, it was so fun just, you know, playing with it, like playing or not uh, helping him as he went. Like, I know he wasn't listening to shit all that I was doing, but just that taste of playing, walking around with a pro, giving him the club, kind of, you know, him asking for some little bit of advice because it was my home course. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a great experience. I would love to be a caddy. The only thing is I probably wouldn't get through four rounds carrying their bags. Fuck, I wouldn't get through one, but I'd love to be a caddy. (laughs) A cart. Push it in a cart. Yeah, push it, buggy. Maybe, maybe just like they put an earpiece in, and I sit in the aircon at the clubhouse. Yeah, just like, <laughs> go yeah with a drone or something, and go, oh, mate. Listen, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, I just, all I'd want is that you know, like yeah, mate, visualize it, just swing solid, yep, and just step back. Like it would be the same thing I'd say every time. Yep, yep, cool. Just yeah, believe in it, mate. Just solid swing and just step back. That's all I'd have. And what, how would he react after his fourth bogey in a row? He'd say, shut the uh, fuck up. <laughs> I say, I'd say I told you I broke left to right. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth putt's always the hardest, mate. Just concentrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, just back on target scores, guys. So the offer at the moment is you get a free target score when you purchase five or more. And first-time users get a surprise 
score as well. So um, pretty sure that'll be uh, an even 36. Uh, but yeah, you could win up to $500 through targetscores.com.au. Um, gents, we're going to wrap this up a little bit. Uh, there's no PGA or LPGA golf this weekend, but the LET is is on. Um, the Andalucia Costa del Sol uh, is on, and Van Dam is the defending champion there. So um, there's some, there is some golf on this weekend. I'd actually like to um, get a bit of a, a look at more of the, the women's game this weekend as well. Um, you know what I'm hoping but, with that one? Yeah. I'm hoping that reserve number 23 gets a start. Who's that? Amy, Amy Walsh. Amy Walsh. Oh. Our girl Amy. Hey, did we mention? I don't think we mentioned it, but we saw her. Caddy. Yeah, Caddy. Speaking live, of Caddy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. How good? Um, yeah, yeah. Caddy and Lydia over there um, the other week, and, and did a great job as well. Lydia, unfortunately, you know, kind of bombed out those last couple of holes, but uh, Ames got a plenty of airtime with Lyd, and they look like they were a good team in the final group. Yeah, no, it was good. Yep, good to see. Loved it. We so were yeah, down no, at no, the reserve system works and everything else. Like yeah, there's there's 96 starters. There's probably no chance that she gets in there, but uh, at least she's you know getting the name in there to, to try and get a start. We've only got one Aussie. It looks like that's uh, that's playing Whitney Hillier. So good luck to Whitney. And um, look, there's invite. I've just had a look at the entries. There's 10 invites that they get. Eight of them are Spanish. It's a bit strange, isn't it? Mm. In the Spanish Open, <laughs> rigged, I say. It's got to be an investigation, DP. Walsh sounds Spanish. It's true. Yeah, yeah. very close. Yeah, Emmy Walsh. Is that Spanish? <laughs> Walshinez. Walshinez. Yeah. Sanchez. Is that what you're going with? Not the old oh, Martinez. I just saw Martinez. Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> she loves loves the tappers. Our Amy, get her in there. <laughs> yes, um, I'm going to get yeah. Emily Peterson's going to win that. Just throwing that out there. That's my tip of the week. Uh, who you guys got in the LET this week? Oh, I can't even Peterson. see who's playing. Peterson. Uh, Peterson's uh, my, a special. Not... Peterson's a lock. <laughs> She's a lock. <laughs> my app's yeah. not telling me uh, hey. what's doing in terms of the schedule. Amy Steve playing. Steve. Yes. Jason Day won't win. Just a heads up. All speed. Right. Okay. Another tournament. Bryson won't win either. How's your mate going, Nate? What's he doing? Um, look, he's just having some time. He, he's just, he's fine. All right. It was a week that wasn't well. I just, I'm just worried about his health. You know, he said he was a bit dizzy. He wasn't feeling himself. I love that everyone's like, no shit, you weren't feeling yourself. You've been drinking 10 proteins a day, protein drinks a day. That ain't going to make you feel good. So, anyways, he'll be fine. Whilst Steve looks up the LET um, field, do you want me to talk about um, duck, duck penises? Oh, no, man. I've already found the. Uh, I've already found the field. Um, oh, good job, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> the things you talk uh, about on the golf course, though, Nate. Like realistically, when you walk around with a bunch of randoms, some weird shit comes up in these conversations, right? Yes. Have you learned what? What's the most interesting thing you've learned on the golf course, Nate? Um, about you. <laughs> no, in general. Well, it's about you. Do you do you really want me to say it? Yeah, come on, say it. No. <laughs> I'll save for the next so, pod. Yeah, it's full of shit. What'd you find uh, out, mate? Who's going to win besides Peterson, though she's a lock? Uh, I'm going to go for Beth Allen. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I like it. 
We should Quinella uh, those two. Former winner of the Order of Merit. I think that's a, a solid, solid one. Good work. Yeah. Love it. All right, yeah. and all right. So let's let's talk about what's happening happening in the next episode, gents. What are we going to be doing? What are, what are you guys going to be gas bagging about? Yeah, we're we're going to yeah talk all things Tassie. We'll we'll wrap up uh, the bugle. Uh, we'll talk about the two courses over there, uh, accommodation, three, how we got there, the three, the three, and courses, we will we mate. will touch touch on the third course that is uh, hopefully going to be up and running by February next year. So the bugle run, the short course that they've got there, which is pretty exciting to find out about there. You know, this is going to be the number one golf destination in Australia when they're finished with this joint. And I don't think they'll ever be finished with it. So they've sinking plenty of money into it and it's uh, it's, it's an amazing place to go. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about our game. We'll, 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 we'll talk about some tidbits. There's, there's some good stuff there. DP, what else are we going to talk about? Um, golfers first and their attitude towards uh, golf. You touched on that. I think that's um, yeah, long walks on the beach. Can we talk about them? Jesus. And Jai. Jai's <laughs> going to get plenty of airtime the next one. He's a massive fan of the show. Um, hey, Steve. He can slide bloke, into my DMs bloke. whenever he wants, Jai. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He slid into Nate's DMs, Nate's biggest fan, and dead set. All he did was take our fucking money from us. He he's, did. He's, oh, did he? Yeah, he's a, he's a shark. There's a spoiler. Took, he's a shark. Took, <laughs> took our money. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And then I think we're going to, we've also got a really good, uh, interview that we did a few months back with, uh, Richard Mercer up there at the vintage that we're going to try and throw in as well and talk to Dickie Mercer about, um, him playing with Seve Ballesteros, um, him playing in the 84 British Open. So there's a, it's a really cool little interview there. So we'll throw that in as well. And, and then we've got the Mayakoba classic because, uh, yeah, we've got this week off the PGA. Nice. Very good. All right, well, I'm looking forward to hearing that and also the, the vlogs as well. The vlogs, you got a lot of footage down there, so looking forward to seeing some of that footage. Mate, up. this Shot Tracer app is going to be making it work big time because there is some, I don't know how it's going to follow some of these balls out of the frame, but we'll see. Here's a, um, here's, here's a spoiler, Steve. I parred the hardest hole on the course, day one. Didn't I, Nate? Did yes. Nate? Yes, she did. Yeah. Did what, you part? No. I was just going to say, what, no. what happened with you, Nate? No, no. no I hit my drive about 150 meters past him, but as we all know, that that. I saw one one bit of footage, Nate, where you've hit it out into the ocean intentionally to carry the wind. What what happened with that one? Yeah, so there's a tradition that, I don't know, I think we'll probably get shot down for this one because uh, I don't think it's allowed, but uh, Jai told us this tradition where you, you hit from the dunes, the Bugle dunes course over the river, uh, over the ocean to, to land it on the Lost Farm on the uh, on the fifth tee box. So, yeah, a bit of fun there, and that wind was blowing a gale as well. So a little fun. We donated three balls to the ocean. I don't think we never sell mine the next day. but um, Biodegradable balls, of course. Very good. Well done. Well, DPs weren't all day. <laughs> well, what? Biodegradable? Yeah. You found what a few you... on the ocean, in the beach. <laughs> I did. Two Pro V1s, do I? <laughs> that was the highlight. If you ever get a chance to go for a long walk on the beach down there, you'll find did a you... couple of balls. Did you donate them back? I may may have. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead set telling you. I went down with 12 balls. They're all Pro V1s from from bold golf second hand because I can't afford the real ones. And um, I've come back with 14 balls and not one of them were the 12 that I took down. 
That's no word of a lie. Not one of them were the balls that I took down. A couple of highlights as well, spoilers, but on the 17th, the par three into the wind, one of the hardest holes on the course, we all hit it to at 15 feet. Yeah, at the Lost Farm. Beautiful. And then yeah. what that meant is we went down the 18th for four skin. We did. Four skin. Four skin. Skins. Yep. <laughs> Very no good. spoiler. We're not, no not going to say who won that. Uh, any, any last thoughts, gents, before we wrap it up? Fuck Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> That's like your closer. It is. It is. <laughs> now, I think I think my my takeaway and and what I want to leave people with is with borders starting to open and and everything else, you know, just try and plan those trips, get some golf trips going, go and visit some places and, and get out there. Um, you know, uh, I was a bit worried, you know, going to the airport and flying away and that, but it was it was super smooth that we did everything we had to in regards to to masks and going through the airport and whatnot and um it was just an awesome awesome time to get away and and good to travel again the airport was very eerie it was ghost town we're going to talk about that but yeah i think we were one of the only ones that were traveling with our golf clubs and uh it felt great nice very good all right gents well yeah keen to get a listen to that next episode with you guys chatting about tazzy uh but in the meantime take it easy enjoy your golf and we'll see you next week on the golf days australia podcast dp's a club thrower <laughs> Fuck off, Nate. <laughs> Fuck Star Trek. <laughs> Play the music, Steve. We don't Ooh. have the music. Yes, 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 we did. We'll get to that short.